Hey guys, welcome back to the show. This is Ms. Bahawk, and um, I really appreciate you tuning in. I want to give you a heads up uh, and just apologize in advance for a little bit of the audio. We had some tech issues and, um, you know, we use the internet recording. You will still get 99.5% of the amazing content that's in here, but I just wanted to give you a heads up. Um, the other thing I wanted to let you know is that uh, this show and this episode in particular uh, is sponsored by Habit habitchess.com all right habitchess.com is a place um, where creative people can go to get higher energy okay uh, you can download the free guide there 10 ways to higher energy in under 10 minutes uh, again that's habitchess.com the purebred weirdo podcast is also a sponsor of this show um, as you guys may know that is my comedy podcast and if you are not subscribed to it yet uh, please go ahead wherever you listen or watch and uh, show it some love I would really appreciate it um, and yeah that's really it I want to dive right into this um, I think you're really gonna enjoy Ariel and um, a lot of the insights she brought today uh, related to mindset for the those of us who, you know, uh, are type A personalities or, or high achievers, um, there's a lot of great nuggets that you'll take away from this one. So anyways, thank you so much for supporting the show uh, and enjoy. Ariel, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Dude, I'm really excited for this because um, our first, like the first time I met you was on the West Coast. I had picked up and left everything. I knew nobody. Um, mm -hmm. I had done kind of an internship at Invictus and you were there and you were super nice. Your energy was awesome. And when I moved up north to the Bay Area, you also kind of went up around the same time. Um, and so I've known you for a little bit and I'm excited yeah. to catch up. I know. I promise I wasn't following you. Yeah. You just ended up in the same exact places twice. Yeah. And, and now you are, you are RVing and yeah. in Austin, right? So, yeah. um, I mean, did this, did, did, did 2020 prompt this? Was this something that happened like before or after? Walk me through like your uh, origin of this idea. So kind of super serendipitous and I don't believe in coincidences, but we bought the RV in like October of 2019 because mm -hmm. we had already decided like we were gonna move from the Bay Area back down to San Diego. And after watching a few um of, um of living in a tiny home so that kind of prompted the whole smaller space thing mm -hmm. and it came about because i was like obsessed with the minimalist thing and i really wasn't finding what i wanted in terms of an apartment i have like apparently very high high standards for apartments yes. i never knew this about myself until now um so then Gabe kind of floated it, Gabe's my husband, he floated it by me like, hey, do you want to live in an Airstream, which is an RV? Mm -hmm. And I had no idea what he was talking about. Had no idea what it was, but I was like, yeah, why not? Like, I wanted to live in a tiny home. You're proposing some type of tiny home. This sounds great. Um, it has happens, wheels and you can move yeah, around. <laughs> happens to be mobile. How great is yeah. that? So we, moved, we bought it in October, moved in in January because we moved down to San Diego. And... Then all of a sudden everything shut down and we were like, okay, well not the worst thing. Like we're in San Diego. It's beautiful here. Things are shut down, but we can still kind of go outside. Like it's not that bad. And then we were like, our home has wheels. 
Like, yeah. we don't have to stay right here. And everything's closed. So, like, what difference does it make if we're here or if we're somewhere else and everything's right. closed? So we decided that we were going to leave San Diego and go. Um, originally, we were just going to go to Utah for like a couple of weeks and then come right back to San Diego because everything was going to open up again in a couple of weeks. We were like, mm -hmm. all right, well, we'll go for two weeks and then we'll come back. We left San Diego and have not been back since last year. It kind of just like everywhere we went, we were like, all right, well, where do you want to go next? Where do you want to go next? And then it prompted this big trip across the U.S. to go see our parents. Both of um, So both Gabe and I are both from the East Coast. We're both from mm -hmm. New York and our parents still live there. So we were like, well, why don't we go for the holidays? Wouldn't it be cool if we went to the East Coast for the holidays? And uh, so that's what we did. And now we're in Austin. And uh, in, in, I mean, dude, Austin is popping right now. There's so yeah. much, uh, especially for stand-up comedy, there's a lot going on uh, yeah. over there, which makes me really want to come down and visit. Um, but how are you liking it? What's, uh, is there a big, are you noticing a big difference like in your day-to-day -day from uh, the West Coast? Ooh, hot take right now is that people are a lot more friendly. Okay. Which I was really surprised because people on the West Coast are pretty friendly too. Um, yeah. But people are just like very, very friendly here and nothing bothers them that much. Um, they're also a little bit more laid back even than the West Coast. It's a different type of laid back, I'm noticing. Yeah. Um, people are just like, yeah, like whatever, dude. This is how it's going to be here. Um which has been super cool. And yeah, it's like a nice hybrid between um, yeah. West Coast and East Coast uh, hustle yeah. styles, you know? Yep. Which is funny because when I moved from New York to San Diego, it was a huge culture shock. I was mm -hmm. like, why are you so slow? Yeah, I felt that too. <laughs> it made me so anxious. And I finally realized that it was me, not everyone else, that yeah. needed to slow down. <laughs> Um, well, I want to I want to dive into that a little bit because uh, being in a new environment, uh, I'm sure new ventures maybe that have happened over this past year. Like, mm -hmm. what's and 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 some? I mean, I've been I'm also in your Facebook group, I think. Like, uh, yeah. and I've been enjoying like just I don't know. Everybody seems really fun in there, and I kind of <laughs> hop in here and there once in a while, and it motivates me to like just I don't know think about some interesting stuff related to you know wellness and nutrition um but i i was thinking about you know how the the types of clients that you have are high achievers right like mm -hmm. they're entrepreneurs they're people who are you know kind of go-getters already yeah. um so t tell me a little bit about like this concept of slowing down how does that mm -hmm. interplay into one, your life and or your clients' lives when they're probably like, you know, hard charging people. Yeah. I love that question so much because that's literally like what I had to go through myself because as a high achiever, as a very type A person, it's always like, what am I doing next? What do I have to do right now? Where's my checklist? Like, give me all the tasks. And it wasn't until this past year where I, I really learned that slowing down is that key to speeding up and getting to where you want to go, right? Like mm -hmm. we can't be firing on all cylinders all the time. We have to take time to refuel and refueling. Isn't just what you're eating. It's also like, what are you doing to refuel your mind? How are you re, how are you coming back to like your baseline? Because if we're not doing that, 
right? Like if we're constantly at our threshold, that threshold slowly gets lower and lower and lower until we can't handle anything. And then we're no good mm-hmm. to anyone in our lives. Um, so that's where like, that's where it hit me first was, okay, I need to work on slowing down, being present, tapping into, I actually like, it's an interesting dichotomy because your go, go, go energy is that masculine energy, right? Like it's our get shit done. Mm. Can I curse? Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Okay. Okay. Just want to make sure. Um, and the, the slowing down, being present, getting into a flow, that's your feminine energy. And all of us as high achievers, we're in that masculine energy the majority of the time. And the problem mm-hmm. is that if they're not balanced, it's like having a river with no water. You have the riverbed, but if there's no water in it, it's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So, I really like that. Um, yeah. So do you like because I noticed this with like being on social, like I've made a, I've made more of an effort to like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get on there. I'm going to be more, I'm going to engage with more people. I'm going to share more stuff, all that. Right. I have found myself like checking it excessively, consuming more content, right. Just like the mindless scrolling, maybe that I didn't do. It's like, it it comes back when I go back to posting. So um, the thing I realized was at the end of a day, my brain just felt so tired because I realized like, I think I've been on here like all day to some degree, you know, like I'm like doing other stuff and I'm popping back on. Um, And I think I saw this in like the creative brain, like a documentary or somewhere where every time you do a Google search, even the amount of energy your brain expends is a decent amount. Like just, to like inquire or think about something. And I'm like, I'm sure there's some energy equation for social too, but um, you kind of sometimes don't realize it when you're in the thick of it. You know what I mean? Until you're yeah. like, all right, I'm, I'm well, toast. I need to back You're literally off. in a state of hypnosis. Like scrolling like that is hypnotic. Yeah. And think of how much time you've spent, like think of a time, and this has happened to me kind of recently too, like a time when you just went on to check a notification and like 10 minutes later, you're like, what was I, why am I on here? Like how long have I been scrolling for? Like that is hypnosis. If you do not know where the time went, that is because you were hypnotized by the device in your hand. Yeah. And you know, you know, that concept of flow, right? Where you're getting into like a bit of a flow state. It's almost Mm -hmm. like you're getting into a flow state for the wrong thing. And then all your energy is gone. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, Or it takes away from your ability to tap into flow for the other stuff that actually maybe you want exactly um i really like the i mean i I, you posted this thing on like energy being currency something Mm -hmm. along those lines and that energy yep yeah and and i really resonate with that because it's like even hard chargers and go-getters have have a red line right like Mm -hmm. there's a point where it's different for everybody and some people can tolerate more or push through it or whatever um what are some things you've maybe noticed from, because you have, I think, very unique insight from working with other people and just yeah. getting to observe them, different personalities, different uh, walks of life. So what are some things that maybe stood out to you, um, you know, that like, how do people, how do hard, like, achievers and go-getters actually, like, what's it look like when they crash, you know, and, and how oh. do you navigate it? Yeah. 
I mean, this is something that, um, like you said, it's so different for everyone. Um, and for a lot of people, it has to do with your health, right? Like a lot of high achievers will be crushing it at work and then all of a sudden get super sick or blow their back out mm -hmm. or ha come down with like an autoimmune condition. Like all of these things are so common. And I can't tell you how many times I've talked to someone who's like, yeah, you know, I, I was fine. And then all of a sudden, like my hair started falling out or all of a sudden I, I just couldn't get rid of this heartburn and I like can't eat anything now because I get heartburn every single time I eat something. Um, or like, yeah, I can't work out anymore because I blew my back out because I was super stressed at work. And then I like went to go for a run or something like it comes in different like examples for everyone, mm -hmm. but it's usually with your health because we, li we don't listen to the little whispers that our body gives us. And then we don't listen when they start talking louder and we don't listen when they're screaming. We listen when they slap us in the face <laughs> yeah. and like, and that's what we do. And we think that that's the way it, the problem is that we've been conditioned to say like, like grin and bear it, like get through it, sack up, like let's go. Mm -hmm. And truthfully, we are way less effective and efficient when we do that. Yeah. And that's a really, really like, I think deeply embedded type of mindset in, yes. in like just our society or culture that is like, I've had to actively work, you know, towards kind of embracing all the stuff you're talking about, but yeah. it, it'll, it, it can creep back and it does creep back because it's everywhere, right? It's like, even though we're kind of being encouraged to take a step back and slow down, sometimes there, there's contradictory uh, advice or, or you, you know, examples that you're seeing of, of uh, entrepreneurs out there who are maybe still super, like, they may not mean it that way, like work all the time, go really hard, but it can come off that way if there's not enough context sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And the problem is, um, and Gary V actually talks about this a lot. He's like, my threshold is different than your threshold. So yeah. like, if I can work all the time, it's because I've learned that like, this is where I can get to before I have to start backing off. Mm -hmm. I know that my threshold versus Gary V's threshold is very different. Like how right. many times do I have to break down crying hysterically that like something is bothering me before I listen to myself to say like, okay, maybe Ariel, you need to back it up. Mm -hmm. And, um, he's gone through that. All entrepreneurs have gone through this. Like we have to learn essentially type A people. We have to learn the hard way. Like we have to experience it ourselves. We're never going to take it from someone else. So we have to kind of find our own threshold, but then you have to listen to that threshold and you have to understand that that is all just feedback. Yeah. How do you, um, have you figured out like some ways maybe, or whether it's questions or prompts or any strategies you've found effective to maybe even beginning to recognize like what your threshold is? Um, yeah. how, how do you, how do you even kind of start that process uh, with some of your clients? Yeah. It's a really fun process because fun, right? Like I think everything's fun. Um, cause mm -hmm. I'm fascinated by the body and the human brain, but it's this really fun process because you get to start to learn about yourself and about what your um, tells are. Mm -hmm. And so a big one is 
um, that I just encourage people to start with is I'm a big journaling fan. I think it's something that's super useful, really great tool. Um, I always start with the question, what do I need right now? I like that. Either what do I need or how am I feeling? A lot of people, especially type A's, we can't tap into how am I feeling? That one does not work for some people. So what do I need? Sometimes is a little bit better because you can look at like, okay, where am I right now? What do I actually need? And sometimes you start and you're like, I need a glass of water. Or you start with, I need someone to take this off my plate. Like whatever it is, it doesn't have to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you just have to ask yourself because we don't ask. We don't ever ask ourselves what we need. We just kind of like think, think it's just like random stuff. And it's usually never that. Yeah. And, and what you said about type A people having a hard time with tapping into how you feel like that was something I think in 2020 that I realized, like that was a big realization for me because I thought that I could do that. Like I could, I could like, Oh, this is how I feel. But I realized it was just more like my brain. Like I could think about how I was feeling maybe, but the true like processing of it or feeling the emotion or whatever Mm -hmm. it is like that wasn't like accessible to me. It took me like, if something happened, it took me like a week or two weeks to like really like absorb it and, and and you're trying to have the, you're trying to have like concrete data. Yeah. It's like, they're made up. Like we make up everything we feel. Right. Yeah. It's like, you're trying to make it a cerebral, thing when it's not um and okay so i like that what what do what do i need um and what are some of the things that you found like does it come back to like oh i'm thirsty i need water you know or or is it is it (laughs) like it is sometimes it's like oh actually like i haven't drank any water today maybe i just like need to drink some water right and then sometimes it's like i can't do this task i don't have the bandwidth i need someone to do this task Yes. And sometimes that's what it is. And sometimes it's like, I need to go outside. I need to get some fresh air. When we don't ask, we never have the solution. But as soon mm-hmm. as we start to ask the question, we can find something. We find some answer. And even if it's not like the perfect answer, we get somewhere. Yeah, it's... um. I want to know a little more about your journaling style because there's yeah. so many ways to do it. And I'm kind of a nerd about that stuff too, in a way. Uh, my, I, I like morning pages, but I've kind of t- tweaked that concept and evolved it to like my own in a way. Um, but a version of brain dumping and getting, mm-hmm. getting what's out like on my mind. So uh, what, what are some things you like when you, when you sit down to journal? Yeah. So I have been pulling cards like Oracle cards. Um, Yeah. So that gives me a little bit of like the direction that I need to go in terms of journaling for the day. So what I'll do is I'll meditate for five to 20 minutes, depending on like how I'm feeling that morning. Mm -hmm. Um, And I usually do a guided meditation. So I have a friend that does a live meditation three days a week. So I'm part of that group. But then I also have like um, the Gaia app they do they have like a bunch of different ones and then there's also like some that i'll tap into on youtube um but i'll do a meditation and in the meditation is where i set my intention for what i want to get out of journaling Mm -hmm. um and 
most mornings, I'm going to be very honest with you, because this is going to sound like a really long process. Most mornings, this whole process takes me 20 minutes yeah. because I only have 20 minutes. So I'll meditate for five minutes and then I'll pull a card. And in the card, as you're pulling it, you're supposed to be like setting your intention. So you ask for what you need. I'm literally like closing my eyes. Like, this is what I do. Close my eyes, ask for what I need. And um, usually that card will give me some sort of journal prompt. So in that journal prompt, um, usually it's something at, along the lines of like, what do I need to let go of? Where do I need to ask for help? Um, things like that, like little questions like that. Um, mm -hmm. And then sometimes I'll take it one step further and ask like, okay, where, what do I need to let go of? And what am I doing with that extra space in my life? Is it just Ooh, that I like that extra space or is it that like this is freeing up space for creativity or this is freeing up space for the thing I've always wanted to do? Um, so I kind of just like take those questions and then kind of dig a little bit deeper. That's one way. And then on some days when I don't have time to meditate, which happens, mm -hmm. um, I'll just go into what I'm thankful for. And I try and find at least two things and I'll go into what am I looking forward to? Oh, I like that. Yeah. And then it's like simple, easy, and I can usually find something pretty quickly that I am thankful for. And then the looking forward to is exciting because then you get to like look at your day or your week and be like, oh, that's actually super exciting. I love that. Yeah. Do, do you, um, is this something, I mean, you do it personally, but is it something that your clients have messed around with or you introduce them to? Um, mm -hmm. How receptive do you find people are to journaling? Because I know I love it, but like sometimes people do not see it the same way or it's more yeah. stressful to them than it is like freeing or it mm -hmm. can be uh, before you kind of start practicing and get into the rhythm. So yeah. uh, what's it look like on kind of, uh, yeah, when you relay this to others? So um, it's always different. Some people are like, oh, I love that. Like, I'm totally going to do that. And then other people are like, I don't have time to do another thing that you want me to do. So yeah. it's a little bit of like, okay, we need to reframe the situation. Like, where are you spending the time? And we go through kind of breakdowns that way. Um, mm -hmm. Time is usually a big one. Time is a big one for a lot of people. And um, I get it. We're busy. A lot of people that I work with are moms um, or parents. And they have other responsibilities. Sometimes their company is their baby. Like all of these things take your time and energy. I'm not going to discount that. Um, so sometimes we have to do a time audit before we even get to journaling. And it has to be like, hey, where are you spending your time? Is it effectively being spent? And can we take some of that time and apply it to something that will actually help you in the long run be more productive? Yes. Okay. I like that. And I'm sure it's, it's more so, um, it's getting somebody to get it like, cause every time I sit down to write and I literally sometimes get to the first sentence, I am reminded, I'm like, Oh, I love this. Like, this feels yeah. good. This is why I do it. Like I should do this more. I have that thought. Mm -hmm. And I think as, I wonder if as a type, like as high achievers, we need that, like, we need to experience that feeling in order mm -hmm. to make it important, like to make it be like, yeah. this is a thing I'm going to do again. You, you have to get a taste of what it's going to kind of do for you a little bit. Yeah. And truthfully, a part of that comes down to the expectation. Like, are you expecting yeah. to have everything solved at the end of this? Because chances are you won't. 
you may mm -hmm. just feel slightly better. And the and that's something I actually just came out of a conversation with one of my clients the other day is that she was having a really big block with journaling. And it was because for her, for her, she wanted to have everything figured out right away. Mm -hmm. And that's not the case. Like that's not how this works. So we had to reframe the expectation she had around why she was journaling, what she can expect to get out of it and what it's going to look like. So for her, it was a lot of like, well, if I sit down to journal, then it has to be an hour and a half long and I have to figure it all out by the end. And I never do. And I always feel worse. Well, maybe you need to like do five minutes every day and slowly start to break this down instead of like everything right off the bat. Yeah, I think that's uh that's a really big one because you everyone has a different it's kind of like reading. Everyone has a different association and relationship with it uh based on how it was for you when you were in high school and whether you liked it or not and how sometimes you've carried that over maybe into adult life. Um it's kind of like making it fun or simple again, you know, figuring yeah. out a way to do that. Um yeah. that's really cool. Um so uh, I want to, um, for anybody who's listening who finds themselves in this boat where they're they're a bit of a high achiever uh, and they're struggling to, I don't know, explore this concept of slowing down, mm -hmm. you mentioned a couple of things already, uh, journaling and things like that. What are some tools that you uh, would encourage them to mess around with? Okay, so I'm going to say it and everyone's going to roll their eyes. Meditate. And if you don't want to take my word, go look up Joe Dispenza. Oh my God, I love Joe. Yeah, so so Dr. Joe Dispenza puts it into really, really great digestible terms for people because a lot of people only associate, I had to think of like the right way to say this. A lot of people yeah. only associate meditation with yogis and very woo-woo witches. Mm -hmm. But there is actual like scientific reason to meditate. You're actually growing your prefrontal prefrontal cortex when you meditate. What that means is that you are much more able and willing to find solution. You're going to be much more creative. Your problem solving and processing is going to be a lot more effective and mm -hmm. efficient. And so Dr. Joe Dispenza talks a lot about all of these, like the scientific side of meditation. So if you don't want to take my word for it, go look him up because he has all of the really great resources. <clears throat> Um, and that is one of like the first things I always recommend to people. Mm -hmm. And the thing is that same way with journaling, we have this like expectation of what it should look like. Um, it doesn't have to look a certain way for you. Maybe meditating is going for a walk and just like paying attention to the colors or paying attention to the sounds. Um, for some people meditating is sitting with a, like a journal and doodling. Yeah. Like get into some sort of like flow state. And if you don't know what your flow state is, try different things. Like try going for a walk and paying attention to the colors and sounds. Try sitting and listening to a guided meditation. Try doodling. Um, like all of the things can work if you are open to letting them at least try them. I really like that you brought up Joe Dispenza because the way that he articulates 
Oh my god. And it's talk. Awesome. It's it's insane. It's and it's so it's so scientific in a way. But it's you're right, it's digestible. But for somebody who's a very analytical person and needs the reasoning and needs how it like he's kind of the person who's taken all the research and put it together in a way where we can understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what excites me about him is he's he does he's doing more research and has access to so much data where yeah. he's like doing brain scans and tracking like how yeah. people are responding to meditations and um, you know better and better ways to track that and 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 see how effective this stuff is and what we're capable of like mm-hmm. one of the things i found really interesting was as you become a more experienced you know meditator or whatever you i think he said for his students it takes them an average of 54 seconds to mm-hmm. slip into that state where everything kind of comes down uh you're not analyzing as much and you're kind of maybe not in a meditative flow but like the beginnings of it yeah. Versus sometimes when you first start meditating or you have been for a while, it takes time. It takes 10 minutes, yeah. 15 minutes to like let your brain kind of clear things up. So the little things like that, he's very, I really like that about him. And what you reminded me of was um, I tried, because he has a bunch of different guided yeah. ones and they're all great, but I got the one that was reconditioning um, the the body and the mind it was like uh-huh. a little bit of emotional rehearsal yeah. in there um that i thought was really cool because for me like i said i was having a hard time like truly like accessing that in a way yeah. and for whatever reason because i've i've tried his and then i've tried doing it without and tried other ones the way he says it or the way you listen to it and he prompts you to like oh explore what it would feel like to overcome your fears, right? Yeah. Um, or ex- like explore this emotion of being satisfied or content or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, nobody, like I've never thought about that. You know, it's like yeah. my, my brain's never been prompted with that question and then mm-hmm. given the space to be like, hey, all right, now sit here and just let that happen for a little bit, you know? Yeah. So um, very cool. Uh, is there one in particular that you enjoy more than others out of his meditations? Um, not, no, I, um, I've only done maybe like one or two and I'm totally blanking on the names of them now, but, um, any of his are like fantastic. And I've been, um, so I have the Gaia app Mm -hmm. and he has a series on the Gaia app called rewired and it's going through all of, um, essentially, so he wrote um, a series of books. There's two, I think, right now. Um, and he essentially, the show is like whatever he's talking about in the books. And I read the books, so now I'm watching the show just to kind of like hear his voice again. Yep. Um, and even just uh, listening, like I'll listen to that while I take our dog for a walk. And even just listening to it, I like get back and I feel like I've meditated because it's just so much. Um, it just it gives you space to like think of these things and like have the possibilities for them. And that's what I love about what he does. He kind of reminds me, he's like a dad, he's a dad. And he just like reminds me of a dad telling you something. You're like, Oh my God, you're so wise. Like, of course I'm going to listen to you. Yeah. And I think, um, by doing that, by just like watching his series or reading the book, like you're improving your understanding of why 
this works, why it's why it should work for you, why it doesn't or like and the more you I think can do that, it makes it easier to actually do it when it comes time. Well, that's the thing is like all of it is just you're just taking on education, right? Like you're just educating yourself. So when you have the education, you have the understanding, it's a lot easier to do the thing because you know why you're doing it. Yep. When you just it's the same as like eating vegetables versus knowing why you need to eat these specific types of vegetables. Like when you know where they came from, you know the nutrients that are in them, you know what those are going to do for your body, you're more likely to be adherent to eating vegetables because you know that what you're getting out of that return is like the return you're getting on your investment essentially is so much higher than if you were just like, oh, well, I have to eat a green vegetable today. Yes. And uh, I know you said you didn't remember the exact meditations, but one I thought of that might be helpful for somebody who's like, because they are long, longer, some of his, right? Yeah. And and if you're if you can do that, uh, go for them. But he mm -hmm. came out with a morning and evening version that mm -hmm. is 23 minutes long each. And I like the morning one because it's just, he gets, it's like prepping for your day. It's getting you yeah. really kind of wired, like ready to roll. And it contains all the key parts from that hour one, mm -hmm. but it's obviously like a little shorter and faster, mm -hmm. but it might be more approachable or accessible. I mean, for some people who are like, all right, let me give this a shot. And they don't yeah. want to go for a full hour right away. Yeah. Cause a full hour can be like, it can be intimidating. Yeah. Like there were some times where I thought I do like a 15 or 20 minute meditation sometimes in the mornings. Mm -hmm. And there are some times where I look at that and I'm like, Ugh, I don't want, I like, can't, I can't be in yeah. my thoughts for that long. And sometimes it's okay. Like we all get into these places where we're like, that's not going to serve me right now. Like I maybe can do something else. And truthfully, like maybe that would serve me better. Um, and sometimes you have to let yourself be okay with it not looking the same every single day. So maybe like one day you're like, you know what? I think I could do a 20 minute meditation. Go try it because you never know. Even if it's like 10 minutes in, you're like, man, this isn't working for me. You still tried half of it. Totally. Dude, I love this. I, I really appreciate you uh, coming on and, and dropping some knowledge. Um, Tell me where, if people want to keep up with what you're doing and, and follow you, where, where can they access your stuff? Yeah, so um, I am very active on Instagram. Um, I do not check it all the time, like every, all day, every day, but I am very active on there, so you can only find me there, um, at Ariel underscore Bloom, just my name. And um, that is the best place because that's where I put all announcements, that's where I um, do trainings, and then my link to my Facebook group is usually in my link in bio there. So if you want to join that, you want to come join the fun party. Um, I highly recommend you do because I love people in there. We're super fun. And I, I, I can attest to this. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a very good vibe. And if you are, if you need some good energy to kind of get you going and keep you going, it's uh it's a great place to go. So thank I will you. get that linked up Ariel. And again, thanks again. Like, thanks so much for sharing your time with us and dropping yeah. some knowledge. Thanks for having me. This was awesome. Of course. Well, I will talk to you soon. And uh, yeah, for anybody who's listening, Ariel is also uh, has an episode on Purebred Weirdo that's going to be coming out. So make sure you give that a listen. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you next time.